Welcome to the Evolve Your Game podcast. My name is Jose Antonio Fernandez. I'm a high performance coach, author, and tennis philosopher. Our mission is to help people to live fuller lives and to tap deeper into their own potential. Okay, Yura, very nice to have you here and to have a little bit of a human-to-human conversation. And I want you to please to introduce yourself to the thank people that are much. listening to us. First of all, uh, Tonio, thank you very much for you know having uh, this kind of conversation with me. It's uh, for me a big pleasure. And uh, for the ones who is uh, listening to us, my name is Jurobek Karimov. I'm from Uzbekistan. It's a country in uh, Central Asia, maybe if someone don't know. Currently, I'm 22 years old. And... Uh, at the moment, my singles ATP ranking, I mean, I'm a tennis player, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> you, should, yeah. you should recognize <laughs> I'm a tennis player professional. And currently, my ATP ranking is it's like around 600, maybe, you know, a couple positions up, couple positions down. And doubles ranking, I have to be honest, I don't really remember. I was former top 10 junior players, uh, former Australian Open Grand Slam finals in juniors constantly participating in Davis Cup for my home country, for my country, Uzbekistan. So this is me. Yeah. This is my let's say, small profile, portfolio. Okay, very nice, very nice. A lot of experience in your short age, no? 22 is still very young, so it's still a lot to move up and to experience in the next years. So my first question to you, Yura, is uh, I'm always very curious to know why tennis? How did you start tennis when you were a little kid? How come tennis and not soccer or baseball or whatever else? It's actually a very, very interesting story because uh, tennis, at the time when I was born, it's 1998, tennis was very popular in my country because the government really liked uh, that uh, sport and we started to improve as a federation, as a, as a tennis country. We started to have a lot of challengers and uh, I think it was 1997 from 97 to 2002 we hold uh, like we was hosting the ATP 250 right after US Open so uh, the former president he loved tennis he like he really loved tennis and uh, he was uh, making like it was 250 and uh, at that time the players who was coming for that tournament was Marat Safin Evgeny Kafelnikov, you know, like a lot, a lot, a lot of good players. Tim Henman was also in Uzbekistan. So Nicholas Kiefer. So it's it, big names, uh, how to say, growing as a tennis country. So, and at that time, I born <laughs> in, in a family of mine. And uh, somehow, by accidentally, my father got a ticket to a sport which he never watched, never saw or whatever. And, and uh, he got the ticket and he went there with uh, his friend. And he was watching, I think, Kafelnikov against uh, our player, Oleg uh, Agarodov. And he really liked this sport because, you know, it's not like a boxing, which is, you know, which is like really uh, tough for the parents to watch when, you know, your kid is fighting and someone is yeah. punching him. So uh, it's also, you know, very intelligent uh, sport where you need to you know use your brain you need to be like brave i mean it's in general uh, i think for me it's one of the best sports which including everything 
your hands, your legs, your brain, your endurance. So like it's including everything. And so for me, it was a moment when my father first saw Kafelnikov. And at that time, first day, first day when he saw this sport, he said that uh, his son will play this this sport. So uh, okay. and after that, he had like, a, let's say, dream. He had a dream and he had like this, uh, you know, big wish, big desire for me to play that sport. And uh, when I was five, I was, you know, uh, very, how to say, maybe weak kid because I was, you know, getting uh, sick very oftenly. So my my mom was struggling and my mom asked my father to give me to some sport that my, you know, uh, that my immune system is getting a little bit, you know, stronger. And they were deciding between swimming. And tennis. And suddenly my father said, my father decided to give me for tennis. And like that. You remember Kafelnikov maybe and said, this is where we're going? Tennis. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. He remembered that. And he said like, uh, tennis players, they're like, you know, they were very popular. And they were like, you know, favorites. Like everyone, everybody was loving uh, these tennis players in our country. So yeah. he'd also, you know, be known. And uh, that's it. Like at the age of five, I came to the tennis. And I don't really remember that, you know, some flicking that uh, that moment that uh, I said to myself, I love this sport. You know, I was like, you know, going to the to the lessons and I was like, I, I don't know why I think I was catching faster, faster, faster. For me, it was more natural, you know, to get the technique or to see the court, you know. I mean, I don't know how to say this, but for me, this yeah, tennis I, game was, let's say, more natural. I, I and understand. For, and, and for me, it was good. And for me, it was like uh, I was enjoying. So, and, and, and you know, as a kid, the most important thing to enjoy. What of course. So I, of course. So, so I was enjoying. Of course. Awesome. Awesome. Huh? The, uh, so a different way in because a lot of people come um, from parents that play tennis or the family was in a tennis club. So in your case, was a different, a different entrance, yeah. but also very nice. And Growing up in tennis, so you say with five, you started to play and take lessons. And so uh, what was your parents' role in the game? Were, were they very involved with you? Were they on court with you, trying to help you, teach you? Or were they just parents taking you to lessons mm. and stepping back? First of all, I will tell you one thing that, you know, will uh, make, uh, let's say, this will be easier for you to understand. My mom hates to watching me playing tennis because she got so nervous like you know it's for her for her it's better you know to i don't know to work uh, 24 hours in a row without sleeping than watching me playing tennis because i was very emotional and i'm i am even now i'm very emotional uh, and uh, when i was winning or losing i was like you know showing emotions and for her you know thinking it's it was too painful so she was trying not to involve my sport at all because it was struggle for her and my father because he really loved tennis first couple of years he was really uh, exploring tennis talking with the coaches you know he was not the one who was entering to the pro process mm -hmm. because he understood that he's not the one who knows this world of tennis so he was exploring and he was watching and you know but he was involved like every time i came from class he was asking me how was the class what we did how do i feel what did coach said so everything like he was not involved in the process but he was you know asking me like he was trying to let's say uh, to be in charge of this so he he wanted to, to know what was happening in my tennis life 
and uh, as much like as i was growing he understood i don't know from where i don't know how uh, which is very rare for the parents he understood in early age that the tennis is a mostly mental game it's not like stroking or strokes games or you know uh, or powerful or whatever he said that on the higher level it's all about mental if you're mentally strong then you'll be really strong in all other aspects so that's why he was working with me more on uh, mental part he was working obviously but whenever i was having tournament he was grabbing like you know every chance to come and watch me playing always always he was enjoying watching me playing and uh, this was like something which is uh, you know was bringing him joy like uh, maybe he was feeling that he's playing also because yeah, uh, i was there for sure maybe. a little no yeah yeah for sure this is for sure i mean uh, you can see it by you know by emotions which he was uh, feeling which he was i was seeing and i was feeling him um so he was really helping me helping me in the mental way to fight with my fears to fight with my ego to fight with my kids uh, mentality he was helping me with my laziness which is you know every every one of us having this so he was really you know helping me from mental part and i can tell you for sure my father was a person who knew me best than any other person in the world so he was like he was knowing me even better than myself in some moments and Very uh, nice. yes yes and for example as as much as as uh, i was growing i started to you know to travel and uh, we were not from a rich family i can say that for uzbekistan we were from average family like we was not you know so how to say struggling family but you know we were like average and uh, my father and i mean i was not able to travel with the coach so every time when i was playing outside of the country he was watching the score and 90% of the moments he was uh, telling me by the score how do i behave how was my mental part on the court and he was telling me ah when you got broken and uh, probably got broken in the second game or whatever and after that you start adopting yourself then you said to yourself okay uh, i will play you win the second one and on in the third one you again uh, this thought in your brain came what if i will win because uh, the wish was too much and and this is like you know one of a uh, thousand things which he was explaining me and uh, being i don't know 1000 kilometers 2000 kilometers and watching just the score and uh, so from this part i was having like a really sometimes too much sometimes i can say too much for me at that age 12 13 was horrible to talk to him because you know at that time you want to like you want to relax you want to you do, this is the last thing what you want to do in that age to talk to your parents about the match which you lost so uh, i mean i was working with the coaches in uzbekistan um, i had like few coaches during my career in uzbekistan and uh, mostly when i was traveling i was i mean i'm now talking about age of to itf age from 13 14 so can we go back to to a little bit earlier ages but i just wanted to make a comment um people are going to probably listen to us in a podcast but i can see your face as you t- talk about the relationship with your father and i see that there is a lot of uh connection there yeah. between you and your father is is very nice to see that 
as you mentioned, probably at a certain age, it was tough to have these conversations. But I, from what I see now, you see a lot of value of what uh, that process was for you. I wanted to take you back only to one thing that it's also very, um, I think it's very important um, for people to hear and, and for me as a coach also to, to understand. How did you learn the game? Did you learn the game? Uh, and I'm going to give you a few options. Technical way, a, a coach that it was very obsessed with te technique or, uh, or through the game, through play in a more strategic way. You answer a little bit uh, of uh, the question saying that you learned the game also a lot on, on the mental, psychological uh, aspect. W what was the approach you received or was it a mix of everything? How do you feel? First of all, uh, I must say that uh, my game when I was a kid and even even now was built up on uh, brain game. So you need to be a unique player. And you the my, every time when I was going on the court, uh, my father was telling me, you have your tactic, you have your strategy, it's good, but you need to be prepared for anything because the court will show you which game is better. You can be prepared for, you know, for one tactic, And, you know, uh, suddenly wind came, for example, and you need to adapt. So you need to make your decision. You need to be brave to make your decisions. You need to like to take responsibility to take a decision. You need to analyze quick the way when you are playing, uh, analyze what you can do at that day good. What is your good uh, strength and what is your, let's say, uh, weakness at that moment? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking about young age because uh, at that time is even at that time is a very important mental part. For example, if my serve wasn't good, first serve, I was really trying, you know, to put, and I'm feeling, and I'm feeling that uh, I'm losing games or I'm struggling games on my serve because I'm not putting first ball in. So I was switching, I was uh, slowing down my serve and I was like trying, you know, to put the first serve. Okay, if this was not working, I was trying to say, okay, how he's, you know, winning me, if I'm making my mistakes or if he's putting pressure. So if I'm making mistakes, I was trying, you know, to step two steps, uh, to go two steps back. And I was trying to play a little bit safer, safer, to, you know, to, to play with him. And if I have a player who is hitting hard, I was trying, you know, to beat him with the brain. If I got the player with who I'm, uh, who is smart also, and you know maybe smarter than me in some ways i was trying to beat him in the strength way like you know to show him my power you know to break him and sometimes when i was feeling that the, on the other court is the player who is similar to me it was all about mental so who's who, who's gonna break uh you know other and it was like most of these three tactics i mean yeah i was uh, really trying to go uh, through but the answer to your question is the way how i learned It was a feeling. So I was feeling how to play. It was all about feeling. Because I understood tennis is the game of, you know, spontaneous, uh, or I don't know how to say it on English. It's like, you need to react. It's all about reactions. At the same moment, you have two, three options. You need to choose one. So you need to feel. You need to uh, trust to yourself. You need to trust to your, you know, inner voice, inner brain, or I don't know how to call it correct yeah so inner voice maybe so that sounds very understandable to me your inner voice yeah. your instinct yes 
yes, instincts and, you know, this motivation and this big wish. This was what my coaches when I was young was telling me that I'm having big wish to win. So I was having like a really big wish to win. Doesn't matter how, maybe if it's dirty or no. Uh, at that moment, I was having like the first uh, goal was to win. So the second one is how to do it. Yeah. And uh, so this helped me and this, you know, uh, bring me some confidence. This also was, you know, making fear, let's say, in the eyes of other players on my age in my country. So I think this was the way, like, it wasn't so technical because when you go to the, to the match, you know, you get tight. And uh, when you're tight, you know, no technique or at that age, when you're 10, I mean, 8, technique will not help you because, you, I mean, you are not uh, mature enough to understand that this thing because you didn't work with the wrist or with the elbow or whatever. So there you're really fighting and finding the way to win. So I think this was, yeah. uh, this was pure feeling and mixed it up with the big wish for the win. Okay, winning, being flexible to adapt, uh, being smart, using different aspects of your personality to win. Nice. And, and uh, I know this one because we've spoken in the past, but anyway, people don't know. Who was your role model or where did you get your motivation to keep on going? No, because tennis is a long journey. You, know, you started with five, you're 22, you're still motivated. How, how do you do that? I think with the age... It's always changing because you are changing as a personality. You are, you know, becoming mature. You are having uh, every year you are growing, you are becoming older. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's strange to tell this uh, in my age, but, uh, you know, you are becoming older and you are having less, less, less time to do what you want to do and what you would like to do. So uh, when I was a kid, you know, it was, uh, I'm telling you, it was uh, big wish to win and big wish to win, to be like number one. I was number one in my age group, but I was like, you know, trying to keep this, like to show to, you know, that I'm best, I'm good. I'm, let's say, let's say in a good way, I'm the boss here. Let's mm -hmm. say I'm in the yeah. boss. But uh, it's not just, you know, it's not just, you know, to say and to think that I'm the boss. You need to prove it. So if you are proving it, then you have a right to tell that you are the boss in your brain. But mm -hmm. if you are not proving it on the tournament and if you are not proving it in the business, let's say, you have a no right to tell you that you are boss. So this attitude should be attached with the, how to say, with the results and with the acts. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and, uh, back up. Yes, back up. And uh, when I get the age of uh, junior tennis, I was always, you know, For me, it was a big dream. For me, it was a very big dream to compete on the Grand Slams. It was for me like, uh, I don't know what to say. If, uh, if you show to the kid his favorite, uh, his favorite uh, car or whatever, you know, you see this eyes of the, of the kid, yeah. like which, which he's watching, like he have a big wish to do this and he's happy. You can like, from all all inside you feel how how the kid is happy his favorite toy and for yeah. me it was the same for me it was the same this grand slam i was really enjoying like this was a dream for me because um to see i mean people are dreaming just to see the grand slam just to be on the venue and for me like uh was i had opportunity to play there 
So this was like, you know, really motivating me. I, I knew like how many, how much point do I need to earn, uh, which tournament I need to win, uh, what should I do in doubles? Because in juniors, it was very important uh, to, go, to do good in doubles. You're having extra points. Yes. So I was really, really, you know, motivated. And uh, this was, you know, driving me there. And uh, when I get there, it was, and I played first uh, Grand Slam. I was 20 alternate in uh, France, in French Open, 20 alternate, which is like very far for the qualities. <laughs> I'm saying not for main, yeah. for qualities, 20 alternate, very far. But, but, but uh, my brain also worked at that time. I, I saw the list and I saw like, you know, 19 players above me. And I was in Milan, Bonfiglio, this great one before Roland Garros. And uh, everyone who is in the list, of French, everyone is playing the tournament as well because it's bringing a lot of points. And uh, I, I, you know, I uh, talk with all these 19 guys from this and ask them if they are going to Roland Garros or no. 17 of them said that they, because it's impossible to get in. If you are like third out in French, you're, you know, usually you're not like, you need to <laughs> just accept that you will be not in. And I was 20 and I was 20. So I count like 17 players are not going. And I said, okay, I can, you know, try. So I signed up um, on French, on French, and I got in like last one. So I got in one before last one, and uh, I won my first round in qualies. I was so happy. I was so happy because I thought that I'm playing on the Roland Garros main venue, but it was not like this. We played on other courts. And then I was like, okay, but it's Roland Garros still good. I won my first match. And then second match, it's the last round of qualies. I lost in three sets to the like to the future world number three juniors. So next year he became world number three juniors. So it was a good player. And uh, a referee asked me if I want to after the match, like I'm you know packing my racket, so upset, like you know what I'm gonna do, like blah blah blah. So upset after losing three sets, which is usual. And the referee who was uh, refereeing us on the course, he asked him, do you want to sign for lucky loser? There's one lucky loser. I said, okay, okay, I go now. How, how old were you there? Were you 16, 17? 16. On that French Open, I turned 16. So okay. uh, my birthday, 4th of June, and uh, it's, uh, you know, on the week of French Open. Right. So I went to sign in and I went to hotel, like straight after. And uh, I was taking shower, blah, blah, blah. So, so pissed, you know, calling to my father. I lost what to do, you know, so pissed. And he was saying, okay, everything good. You did good. Don't worry. I'm proud of you. Um, come back home and we will work stronger. We will come back stronger. And then my friend with who I was roommate, he entering like he's, you know, like uh, breaking the door. And, and, and I'm opening the door and he's saying, man, you are in. Like you got the, as a lucky loser, you are in. And I'm saying, come on, man, don't joke. This is not the right time for jokes. Uh, if you are now lying, I will, you know, I will kill you. And I didn't believe him. And then I don't remember. It was on Facebook or Instagram. Someone texted me like saying, hey, man, you are, uh, you are so lucky. I congratulate, congrats, uh, like prepare for the first round. You will like, we believe in you. And I'm like, what is going on? And suddenly I am opening the draw and I'm seeing that I am, and I entered as a lucky loser. So to wow. main draw of French, of French, like three days ago, I was 20 alternate. 20 out, yeah. 20 out. And today I'm in main draw. So for me, 
even though I lost first round against, I was playing against seven seats, I think, yes, from Brazil guy. He was clay court specialist. I mean, in junior tennis. So I lost like six to six one. But uh, for me, it was like two different Jura banks. First one who was Grand Slam, and the second one was after this Grand Slam. When I came back, I, I said to my father that this is totally other level and we need to work hard, like we need to be more professional because this is totally other planet. I was, I saw like Djokovic, Rafa, uh, Berdich, Berdich, uh, Murray, Pavrinka, and it's amazing. Like, you know, just seeing them, it's like for me it was something which I was dreaming with people who, is you, who you're watching every day on TV, you're seeing next to each other. And I was so like, uh, so impressed. And uh, this was, you know, driving me when I was junior to be in elite, like to be in the, you know, to be in that uh, group of the kids of, let's say, juniors, who is, you know, who is, uh, let's say, sharing courts with the professionals, because it's also, you know, giving you a lot of, uh, how to say, uh, motivation. And you really having big wish and big drive to work harder because you see how people are working and you're like, okay, I need to aim as them, you know, I don't need to, I, I need to, uh, don't work less than them. So it's motivating me so much. And, uh, nice. so at the end of my career, I was like numbers, number six. And, uh, like I was happy with my junior career. six, six ITF on your, on your last year. Wonderful. And, wonderful. Uh, Yes, yes. In those uh, years, for example, until you got to be n number six, did you have any like big challenge, something that you have to overcome, an injury or uh, a bad period of tennis where you play bad or something else external to tennis? Yes, yes. When uh, back in 2014, right after French Open, maybe I was too, you know, obsessed with the, with the tennis and with the Grand Slam. And I started to playing bad. Like I dropped in the ranking. I was like 120 maybe. And I dropped like for 300. Okay. And I needed to play, you know, grade four, grade three to earn points. So uh, I didn't go to Wimbledon because, <laughs> I mean, if on French I was 20 out, I said, I'll, you know, the... Lightning is hitting only once the same spot, you know, it's not hitting <laughs> yeah. twice. So I went to grade four, grade uh, five, grade four, grade five. And uh, it was the moment when, you know, I needed to step back and say, okay, I, you know, I get experience on a higher level tournament, but now I need to, I need to get matches. I need to get confident. I need to step back with the quality of, let's say, tournament level of the tournament. And uh, this was a tough moment because, you know, uh, when you're like on high tournaments and, uh, you know, in Russia, they say that the person is getting used to, to good things very fast. So I, 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 yes. maybe I got used to, to that, you know, to, to, to that high quality and high level tournaments. And uh, for me, those tournaments was really struggle because I thought I had in my brain, if I was on that tournament, I need to win these matches like 6-0, 6-0, 6-1, 6-1, even the finals. And for me, it was struggle. I was like playing three sets first round. Then, uh, you know, I was struggling every match, every match, because I build up this, you know, 
let's say, atmosphere in my head. So I needed to fix it with the yeah, winning like matches. Expectations, so, maybe? Yeah, expectations. Yes, expectations. This is uh, good and also bad thing. And then the same time. And I needed to step back. So this was really the moment. And uh, after that, I went to US Open also. I I earned some points to get to US Open. I lost second round as well, but I didn't get. And then also I decided to step back. So I went to the grade three and grade two and I won both of the tournament. One one of them also in grade two, I was I won also in doubles. So at end of the year, I was uh, you know really collecting points in grade two, grade three, grade three. So I knew that to earn points which I need to earn to get to the main draw of uh, Australian Open, I need to win all of these tournaments. So I was going to the tournament with the, you know with the clear goal that I need that I'm winning the tournament. So I need to win, and I'm you know I'm gonna win the tournament. Doesn't matter if I lose. Doesn't it? It will not change anything. But I need to win this tournament, and I will win this tournament. And uh, I don't know. Maybe God gives me, you know, power to and enough break like uh, strength to win those tournaments. But this was really tough because of that expectations you are expecting from yourself too much, and to accept the reality after that is uh, I don't know for others, but for me was tough for me was tough and uh, i was struggling in that time so for me it was a really big struggle really big struggle yes. big. when you put a uh, high expectations and you don't fulfill them it takes a little effort to yes. accept and to go back and work again and come back strong but you did it because uh, you finished your year very good and you had this final at the australian open how was yeah. that feeling to win that semi-final and then say wow i'm there i made it to the final to be honest, maybe it was, uh, let's say, not a mistake, but a year before, in 2015, I did the semi-final there. So next year, 2016, you know, I was, me by myself, it was pressure also. And also other players was, you know, like uh, in a fun way, but also were putting pressure on me because asking, oh, come on, Karimov, you need to, you know, you need to, how to say, uh, confirm or whatever. You need yeah, to... Yeah to confirm this uh, semi-final and I was like okay 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 and uh, I was alone there without coach I was just having friend also tennis player from Uzbekistan and uh, like it was I think the mistake so it was not a mistake but it was it didn't play on the on the, you know my way yeah whole tournament I was really solid I was fighting I was you know winning matches even if it was uh, you know not so uh, not so clean matches in the way of level of the game but i was winning them so like i had like not uh, confident that i will play good but i had a confidence that this australian open course i like them uh, because i'm playing good there so this was helping me you know in important moments to break this two parts on my side and uh, before like I won the semi-final and uh, this was like, uh, how to say, I don't remember, to be honest. Now <laughs> I don't remember what, because I was so nervous. I was not in, you know, in the present to to feel, to see, to, you know, to to remember for all my life. That thing. I was so nervous. 
and there was not a person for me, you know, next to me to say, okay, Jurabek, you know, chill. It's all good. Everything happens. Like yeah. you, you did a good job. You did a good job. Relax and try to enjoy in the final. I played, I can say that I played very bad in the final because even though it was three sets, uh, this big court, uh, empty because it was junior final, it was empty court. <laughs> it was maybe like 60 or 70 people watching us and, uh, 99% of, of them was uh, cheering for another player because he was from Australia, which is normal. And one thing that I remember from that time is that the court is huge on center court. On the road level, the court is huge. Like to get the towel, ball boy is running, I don't know, maybe 20 <laughs> meters, you know, there and 20 meters back. And uh, this this what uh, I, I had in my mind that it's not ending this court. And uh, I don't remember like any single point which I was playing there because I was too nervous. I think it was my big mistake that I had a too big wish to win that match. It's also playing bad. Uh, it's also not good if you have a too big wish because yeah. then you're becoming stiff and you're losing this freedom of your movements and freedomness in yourself like because you need to create in, in the tennis. And uh, But it's, you know, it is what it is. So Yeah, that you were able to, to play three sets feeling like this, feeling so nervous, stiff, and even though uh, play a, a close match, no? Yes, yes, yes. It, it's, it was it's a incredible. really close match. And yeah. Yura, yeah. I have two more questions for you. And one could be a yes. tough one because it's a little personal. Um, so if you don't want to answer, okay. it's fine. And, and the other is, uh, is, an, is an open question. One, uh, uh, the tough question, I think, is uh, what is your biggest challenge right now in order to make the next step? I think this question, it is tough. And, uh, but I don't think that it's you know, personal because uh, I'm sure that not just me is facing with this, let's say, problem. So I have two issues. First issue is that... Uh, I have a feeling that I need to work stronger because uh, as much as I'm entering to high level tennis, I'm understanding that my, let's say, intensity in the game is not high enough. So I need to work more stronger. I need to be more fit. And this all is costing hard work. So for all that, the cost is hard work. And for me, I'm ready to work hard, but and on other side and on other hand, I have that instinct because last four years, 2016, 17, 18, 19, I didn't uh, play whole year without injuries. So minimum three months of that year, minimum three months, I was spending to reheal myself to, you know, to get to come back to the practice again. And to, in, in 2019, in March, uh, I needed to do surgery. So I have that feeling that, you know, my, let's say, deep, deep, deep inside voice is always, you know, telling me, okay, we need to save, like, try to, you know, uh, don't go too hard, don't go too much because you can get uh, injury. You need to, you need to take care of yourself. Because I had a bad experience that I was working with the fitness coach mostly, 
which was, you know, not well informed about my conditions and was giving me uh, not, let's say, not correct uh, amount and volume of work. So I was working more than I could handle. Right. And the second thing, and I think this is the biggest, this is the major thing, is that I need to live of my life because uh, as we spoke before, I was a uh, good junior. percent uh, of the players from top when I ended up uh, my junior career, 80% of them, so eight players, are in top 100 right now. And uh, all of them, they are doing good. And I can tell you, like, four of them are doing amazing. It's Tsitsipas, it's Nour, it's uh, Felix Auger, and Denis Shapovalov. So, and also you can attach Hugo Humbert at that age because, because he was our generation, Hugo Humbert. Francis Tiafo, he's also our age. So, a lot of players with who I was competing, with who, who I was beating, they become super successful right now. And, uh, you know, I'm sometimes it's also weakness. I can tell you it's also weakness, but which is very natural to, I think, to all people to, you know, to live life, to, to, sometimes to look back and to you know to ask yourself okay now they're you know so high and why you're not there like why you're you know in let's say in so lower level and uh, this is so wrong because everyone is having their own life and uh, everyone is having their own time i don't know maybe 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 i can tell you maybe i will never be there maybe who knows Maybe, you know, tomorrow will be last day of my life. I don't know this, but uh, I have a big desire. I have a big wish. I have a big uh, belief in myself that I can do it because I was in juniors. I was there. I was in that elite group. And, you know, you can't stay there just because you're talented. I mean, yes, it's also possible, but you need to work hard. You, you can't get the chance to compete with those players in junior level because you're super talented. But to be, to compete with them on the same level and to play with them three sets or even to beat them, you need to have, you know, strong personality, which is including hard work, which is including all aspects. So uh, I think this is very important not to look back and not to look to life of other people because it's nothing related to your life. It's nothing right, related. Right. You are making your own good moves, good steps, and you also you are doing your own mistakes. So you just need to be concentrated. You need to learn. I'm not saying that you, you need to, you know, just to live your life. No, you need to learn what they are doing and learn from, you know, uh, good things, trying to, you know, to suck all, all, all the good information from all, all around, but to analyze it, and to try to use it in your way. So yeah, what, what this, is good for you. Yes, yes. And you don't need to, you know, to try if, for example, Tsitsipas is having 20 people next to him, or I'm just saying, I don't know, I'm just saying. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that you need 20 people. And if you will not have a 20 people around you, you will be not a uh, top player. No, Yeah. it's yeah. not yeah. like this. It's not like yeah. this. So you need to find your own way because everyone is unique and uh, everyone is personal like personality and uh, you need to find your own way but uh, sometimes when i'm losing when i'm not in a good shape you know i'm having that kind of problem 
so personally me and uh, i know that a lot of players who was good in juniors and who who is now struggling with transition they are having this problem as well yeah yeah it's 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 true it's uh, i think it's a common reaction to that situation and yeah my last question yura to you is is there anything very important that you have learned from tennis that you can say you can take it for your whole life and for other areas of your life like a big lesson like to say i learned this and this will be with me all my life and i can use it also in other aspects for sure definitely definitely i think most important thing is adapting this is uh, because in tennis you know you're always adapting and mm -hmm. in life i was always telling that the tennis match is a small life you are sometimes you you know you are super successful you break up you're super successful you know your business if you're a businessman your business is rising you're earning a lot of money blah 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 and then you lost concentration and uh, the opponent break you back and he yeah. won the first set so you got broken like you're broken like in the you know directly so you don't have money in life you, you lost all your money you know you mentally you're down so you need to adapt to the situation and you need to start to build up new new something new something again to stand up from position where you are and try to create and same in tennis if you lost first set so you're trying to differently and you're trying to uh, again come back to the match you're trying to win you're trying uh, different things so you're coming you're winning second set so you're having good let's say results you're winning and third set there is a match point and uh, there is something in life for example there's something match point is the same as the dream and as a goal so when the when you're close to the goal you're afraid of this afraid of the of reaching of that goal and you can step back so if you are stepping back it's again you know you're mentally down and you need to come back again so in my opinion the the most important thing in tennis i learned that it's adaptation in the life situation so life is changing i mean especially in today nowadays life is changing 180 degrees i mean uh, this 2020 year is showing to everyone that anything possible uh, <laughs> who could tell us one year ago that we will stay in the in the quarantine and in our apartments for two months no one yeah could tell. yeah and we did this so and we did this so we adapt to situation we adapt to reality and uh, and also one of it's also connected to adaptation is to accept the reality this one i'm also on the court i'm having problem but uh, it's also you know very important to have a clear acceptation of reality okay you are broken okay you broke life this happened you're not the first one and you're not the last one who is uh, breaking in this life and uh, i think these two things are very 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 important in in life which uh, you can use in all aspects beautiful yuria accept adapt create i'm gonna take yeah. that home for me this is my learning today accept yeah. adapt create all right my friend thank you so much for uh sharing your journey with us you still have a long journey in front of you if things go well and um, i think it has been a good one so far from what i hear from you lots of learning i love your philosophy and um, keep doing well keep adapting and creating and you'll find the answer you will find the answer to what you're looking for 
Thank you Vera, for having me. And I hope that today what I said is, you know, will help to someone, even if it will help to, you know, to one person who to find his way. I mean, I, I'm the happiest person in, the, in this world. And that's it. Like, this is the most important for me. And it's my pleasure. For sure. If people listen well, they will find something of value in your uh, story. So thanks again, Yura. And I'll see you soon on the tennis courts. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the ideas we shared. I hope we were able to serve you well. See you in the next one.